podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. My name's Dan Kennett, and with me to celebrate um, a riotous Reds return to form, I have a full house. Gag, we thought Gags might have been on this one because we won 9-0, but uh, sadly he it's bank holiday and he couldn't make it. He's with his fam. But I do have the rest of the crew with me, and I do, starting with our uh, resident video analyst and data collection analyst, um, it's Mr. Daniel Rhodes. Evening, Rhodesy. Evening, Dan. It's interesting because after the first pod of the season, I posted on Twitter that we always do our best when we drop points. So is this going to be our worst podcast of all time? Uh, Well, hopefully not. There's a lot of people listening live, and we don't want to put them off. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, but saying that, I I did think that uh, we got some very good feedback on the Man United um, podcast. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for thank you very much for that. Yeah, we we it's, um, sometimes you have to do it, don't you, Rosie? You, you have to try and you know you got to be brutal sometimes. You do. You? you do, and not only that, but this one is co- quite a good uh, contrast to the last one. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we can uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll come on to that. Plenty plenty continuity points to to make compared to last week. And I do have a dynamic sports science duo. Uh, first of all, our most uh, qu- most qualified. Uh, sports scientist. Uh, it's it's Dr. Phil Barter, Professor of Data Science at Middlesex University. Good evening, Phil. Hey, evening, boys. How are we doing? Lovely nine 0 winning the weekend there. Lovely. Yeah. So you you snuck away from snuck away from the family barbecue. Not not for a, not for a ciggy or a pint. You've snuck away to do a podcast, yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the way forward, isn't it? It's the modern modern world we live in, Dan. You know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. And I do have our. Um, a most practised sports scientist. It's Mr. Simon Brundish. How are you doing, Si? I'm muted as ever. Um, I'm good. How can you not be? What, what a game, what a weekend, what a win. Yeah. How did um, how did uh, Derby ladies get on against Liverpool ladies? Oh, it's hilarious. Well, uh, it, was, it was last week we, against Burnley, we lost 3-2 in the 99th minute, have been, having led twice, and it was 2-1 at 92, and he kept adding time and time and time, and then we ended up losing in the 99th minute, and this week it was 1-1 in the 97th minute with the final kick of the game. We equalised. Absolutely robbed them as well. <laughs> Must be a very satisfying, a very satisfying draw. Then, then, say it was very amusing. And uh, if we had VAR, my God, this level of refereeing. We had two bookings, one one for each team for deliberate handball for ball the ball being kicked at the wall, a free kick wall. No one like it was the most surreal thing. 
But there's no uh, there's so, no VAR in in the women's game, no. No VAR. Lots of sweary fans though, which is amusing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Without further ado, let's talk about Liverpool nine. Crystal Palace nil. So Crystal Palace? Did I say Crystal Palace? Sorry, I'm thinking of the nine nil back in 1989. <laughs> the last nine nil. Liverpool night, yeah, the previous nine. Now look at my notes. The previous nine nil that we had, yeah, was it was Crystal Palace in 1989. There you go, kids. Um, but yeah, Liverpool nine, Bournemouth nil. Um, a record Premier League win for us. Um, just one shy of our record league win uh, of all time. Um, Ten one, and uh, only two shy of the club record eleven nil. Um, but um, it's um, what what what's the, what's the um, the typical tabloid, you know, you've got the Magnificent Seven, the Joy of Six. What is it for nine? What What's the usual thing for nine? Do we... I don't think there is one, is there? Is yeah. it just... Reds on cloud nine. I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. That's the yeah. one. You're in the wrong job, Dan. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, okay. So, last week... Um, we did uh, a pretty traumatic pod at Man United, and we looked at um, um, a whole series of things that were going wrong. Um, so we, what we're going to do is we're going to go through, we're going to go through all those same things as we did last week that we list, we called out last week, all the things that were going wrong, and we're going to um, look at them in and how they went in the Bournemouth match, but with one big contextual layer which is that Bournemouth are almost certainly the 20th best team in the Premier League this season uh, and a long way behind the 19th best team um how do we how do we see <laughs> you've got you, you've got a you got you probably got your easiest home game of the season Barts right um how do you analyze such a the numbers when you've got such a big a factor there, a contextual factor in it. What any any advice for your students if this was um if this was your first year students in, in uni? I think this is a probably a special case. I think you spoke a lot you said during the week about special cases and how it affects a process, for example. I think this might be a special case in, in performance. Uh because you look at it and you you they are I mean I had I think it was four shots in the whole game, point something Less than less than less well than less than per point two, yeah, yeah. two xg, you know you that is a an exceptionally uh, I'm going to say a poor performance from the opposition, um, but then you look I think you still have to look at the process by which the team went by and that's probably what I do with students. So what were the markers? What do we normally look at in terms yeah. of what you're looking for? So what possession did we do? If we think that uh, xg is created by certain things, then what are those markers? How are we looking at that? How do we go about a process? Yeah. Or were the goals just scored through poor? And therefore, you know, you can differentiate between a good performance, as in you still hit your performance metrics and your, your performance KPIs, versus Bournemouth's keeper had an absolute shocker and they were rubbish and they, they just let us score. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. And I think you have to look at it that way with this. And I think as we'll come on to, I think there was a lot of good process stuff from us. Yeah. Um, obviously, there, there was one OG and there was some poor defending as well, but I do think there was some really good process from us, which was pleasing to see from my point of view. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So we are gonna, we we can still do it. We just have to have that note of caution, don't we? About, uh, but we can still look, for, we can still look for those good things, those those good signs as well. Exactly. So, but Sai, let's start with those. Uh, let's start with the lineups. I mean, after all the hand wringing, um, after in the United fallout, say, um, um, it was one change, uh, and that was one change to the starting eleven, and and one change to the bench. But I'm guessing there's not many other options right now. No, thank God he brought Fab back, whatever nonsense that was. Um, he just came back in and did the thing that Fab does um, and sets the bedrock for the rest of the team to 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 work around the fulcrum of everything. Um, yeah, what can you do? Like, we've got, we've still got te- uh, 11 injuries. Uh, we're, we're, I think we're currently um 26 games missed more than uh, in four games in we're 26 games missed more than the record we set in the premier league so mm. yeah there's a limit to what can you do when when the squad yeah. is so is is so restricted yeah so uh, some good uh, just let's just quickly do the injuries now then some potentially good news today though i think um some Didn't returning we... players to, to, to yeah. full training Returning and um, and then the Ramsey dude um, yeah, made yeah. his training debut, uh, yeah. which Exciting was which kids. is a weird thing. Yeah, he was supposed to be four weeks, three or four weeks in, and we're nine weeks. Nine weeks yeah. it took him to get uh, to get into a training single training session. So that's good news. Um, and Jones, Matt, Jones was back, and, Jones. and CJ was back in team as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and we've got a couple couple more that are going to be uh, in, I think, at this point, they're getting close enough to push to uh, hold off until after the international break instead of bringing them back the week before and um, risking them getting selected. Um, give me some good news on Jota. Yeah, he's exactly what I'm talking about. OK, I, so you I think he might be back in training before the international break? I think he might. Be, I think that he might be ready for training. I think the likelihood of you seeing him in full training photos is very small because they don't want him to be picked to be selected for the internationals. Right. Okay. Okay. And then, when, and then basically, when is the When's that? But, uh, uh, yes, it's we are seven games away from the international break. Seven games in twenty-three days. And then it's the international break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think he's no, probably he's probably fourteen days away from being ready for full training. Right. Okay. And no new injuries, so. No, which is great, eh? Yeah, that is good. Um, quick word on um, Cater because I know it was conspicuously not covered in Klopp's less preference press conference. There's a lot of scepticism in the fan base at the moment whether he's actually injured. We have to take the manager at face value, I guess. So, um, you only reports is it actual injury or is it um, is it sort of transferitis? What do we what do you think? I think he's got exactly the same injury that he had um, in the end of the season before last, when we thought we'd never see him play for us again after the Real Madrid nonsense. All right. So okay, I I I I've not heard anything about him. Uh, any structural issues? This just yep. like uh, this ambiguous. He's injured. So let's let's at this point. I I hope he's going to get transferred and we get somebody else. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So that's enough of us. Um. Can you please tell me, say, um, what Scott Parker was trying to do with his game plan? 
because um, from my perspective, I closed my eyes and it looked remarkably like an Eddie Howe Bournemouth team. I I find this fascinating. I don't know what you guys reckon, but like we... We talk about um, when when rubbish teams play City, how they just pack their defence and um, yeah. and no one has a go at them. And then when they do it to us, we, when people just pack their defence and we end up drawing two out of three games and it's shit and we can't break them down, um, people complain about it. And then when a team actually does try to play football, we batter them because they're playing right into our hands. And the same would happen with City, mostly at this level with that kind of team. They're just not very good, but they're, uh, they're, they are the team that we talk about when we play um, the lower level Champions League teams that are used to winning. They come up playing progressive, um, winning kind of football. They don't know how to pack a defence yet. And so, so they, cut, they have no strategy behind it. They, they, so I, I figure he is smart enough to not try to do that because they would just get huge holes in it and he would get beaten by rubbish teams as well. He's keeping to to the essence, the core of his of his structures and he's going to get lit, uh, um, lighted up by the big teams in the league, but then he's going to get lit up by the big teams in the league, bad English. Um, and But he, he is going to have some hope against the 10 dross teams that he, he might beat because he's going to go toe-to-toe with them. And like we we just we just got to fill our boots. That was all. Like it did against Villa. Uh, exactly. You put you can't structurally set up to counter attack against us when you've got uh, two slow lads up front, and they left three up all the time. Yeah. It was bonkers. They were playing with a high line. They were ten meters higher. Um, I think they were they had an average of thirty nine meters or something like that, and we were playing against. And at United had an average of twenty two meters. So. Like they, they were allowing both space in behind us, space in front of their back four for us to to run straight beyond their midfield into, and then when they launched the ball long tactically, they were trying to get get to their uh, single their double double syllabed key for more, um, and like Virgil was just eating him alive because you know he's shit and there's no chance of him uh, um, chasing a ball down, yeah. so it's. it's the flawed tactic, but I understand why he would persist with it rather than try to do something that they are terrible at. Because hmm. they I, are I, good I, at this thing. It's just that this thing that they do, we are exponentially better at. Yeah. I thought it was quite remarkable, actually, in his post-match interview where they, you know, the first thing he said, he says, well, Scott, you know, how do you feel after that? You know, what can you say to the lads in the dressing room after that? And then he says, uh, "Well, it's going. It's probably going to happen again." <laughs> he says, he, "I think he knows his team is nowhere near ready for the Premier League, which is quite a bizarre situation to be in, um, considering they, you know, they came up, you know, on a strong second place to Fulham last season." So, but anyway, that's enough about Bournemouth. Um, maybe they need to sign Matt Phillips. Uh, Matt Phillips, I don't know, like they Wait, did last year. Can can yeah, but can we would just add a little bit of extra context of what you were talking the Barts about of of the quality of them. They so far in the pre- three previous games that they played, they played they created two point nine non-shot xG in three games. They are absolutely zero threat, and they'd given up six point one. They are this. They are that bad. We should have mullered them 
there's there was a possibility that we didn't just because of the the way our shooting was going basically. But they if, haven't even got twenty a... minutes without scoring. But they haven't got any pace up front either. They haven't got like an. And no. a Brian and Buemo or a Callum Wilson or a Ollie Watkins. They haven't got anybody, have they? It was just, yeah. But you know, Darth, we chatted at the Palace game. It was a year reflection me and Rosie had that the last time we Palace at home, Palace stuck to the principles and we beat them. Yeah. And then we said, Rosie was saying, making the point, well, if you're going to come to Anfield, you've got to change the way you play. Yeah. And Palace, when they came to us this season, did change the way they play. Yeah, and they went to play on the counter. Now I know they changed personnel, but it's interesting that yeah, we're now he actually started with the back five as well, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Whereas here now we're looking at Bournemouth saying, "Well, this is the way they play, and they've come to us to play the way they can play." Maybe they haven't got another way, but perhaps they might need to. I mean, their average shot xG was point zero three. I mean, only only four shots, but that's remarkably low, and it's incredibly brave, stupid to leave three up front in the hope that you might get a one you know, long ball ch- into the channel to work a la mm. Palace, but it leaves you I mean, so Kiefer open. Kiefer Moore is no Wilfred Zaha, is he? So. He's not. He's not. No. I, I, they didn't have the, even on a few of the balls they did, were into the channel, should we say. We also had, as Sire quite rightly says, our quickest back four on paper. Yeah. And to be honest, even if Nat Phillips had played in this game, it, uh, he, they still wouldn't have caused any trouble in behind, would they? Because no, you know, I'm not you, going that far, Darth. But... <laughs> no, no, I, I tell you, I would back Nat Phillips against Kiefer Moore in a in a foot race, definitely. All right, all right then. Yeah, down. Their fixtures have been um, Man City, well Villa that they won, Man City away, Arsenal at home, and then Liverpool away. Yeah, so, it's not been great, but I mean, City they played three at the back. They came to us and played four. It it seems to me also that Scott's still working out how he wants to set up defensively, I think. I don't know. He might have principles. And Sai's quite right in saying that we get obsessed by positions and formations all the time because your principles go over and arching all of that. But he has changed his defensive setup uh, between the three league games. So maybe he's still working that out. But yeah, it it still seems to me if they're going to get points to stay up, then they need to change what they're doing because they're going to need some points from somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Um, they did tr- very much try to, to slot in that left hand that left hand um, channel. Yeah, down down yeah. in zone one in the uh, above over Trent. Very much yeah. try to most. I think I think they had fifty nine percent of their territory was down that fifty nine percent of their attacks were down their left hand yeah. side, which is just weirdly high. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Um, Rosie. Yeah. Now, let's do something fun. Talk about that match summary. <laughs> well, we haven't had many any fun match summary so far, <clears throat> but um, this one, uh, nineteen shots to five. I don't know why you've got four shots, Phil. The uh, Opta seems to have got them on five, <clears throat> um, so we're going to go with that. But yeah, um, sixteen shots in the box to three, twelve shots on target to two, which is what we've been asking for. And I, I mentioned it again on. Twitter after the first two goals. It's it's nice when you start a game and get your shots on target, isn't it? It always helps, I find. Um, after our record in the first three games, where I don't, I think they did have one shot on target from about twelve or thirteen before yeah. we'd gone one nil down. Um, six big chances to nil. We always like that. We had that against Leeds last season, and we've had it a couple of times. We do. We we are waiting for a seven nil. Um, 
in the big chances, but and maybe it'll come in this game. Fifty-one touches in the box. Fifty-one. Fifty-one. Yeah. Isn't the record? Isn't the record about 60, 63 or something? Yeah, I think we had sixty-three in, in in like a two-one win, and I think we had fifty-seven or something against Burnley um, in in a game we lost. <laughs> but yeah, we 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 haven't been. That that is about as high as it gets, really, and that's on the back of two forty-fives against Palace and Man United. So we are getting touches in the box. Um, it was just the quality of chance in this game, and our and the quality of chance in this game was not point two one for us, which is you know a goal mm. every a goal every one in five shots, which is obviously lower than what it ended up with nine goals from nineteen, which is obviously as rare as it comes. Um, a bit of difference in the XG models, which we'll come on to, I think. A lot of it comes from, and we've discussed this before, where some models include all the chances, and some models, when there's a goal, discount other chances within the same, um, you know, the same time so period. So Bobby's, Bobby's second goal. So Bobby's second goal is the key one there, where you've got yeah. two basically 0.7 ch- chances, and... Um, some models don't include one exactly, of them. and if you look at the underlying numbers on those models, Bobby's yeah. still got very high XG. It's just that it's the sum of all the players' shots is yeah. is, is more than the team XG, which is given. Yeah, it's yeah. A re- for those new people new listening to the pod and haven't come across this nuance before. This is probably the first chance we've had to talk about it this this season, isn't it? Yes, it is, and, and of course the reasoning is if you've got Bobby with two chances out at one point four. You've got a 1.4 xG for one goal, and that kind yeah. of doesn't make any sense. So I get that. So, so typically, everybody, what usually happens is where there are multiple shots in what you call the same phase of play, uh, you know, around the goal, then only the highest single highest shot is at value is actually recorded. Yeah, well, just usually just the goal. Yeah. Even if so, even if a high xG shot so is recorded before it, there was a, there was there was a remarkable it. one in the Southampton Man United match where I think Southampton had five shots in four seconds. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, United they didn't, did, didn't they? What's that? United had four shots in like five seconds. Oh, sorry, they? yeah, United, yeah, something like that. It was rid- ridiculous, but they only got about you know a, about 0.5 of it, in, you know, in XG and That's stuff like wrong. that because there were so many shots and, and blocks and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. So 4.9 on understat, 4.86 on understat. To the lowest was Opta at 3.32, and Opta's model seems a bit strange this season. Um, but we we did discuss that in the pre in one of the preseason pods about um, advances in analytics, and when an, an advancement in analytics <laughs> brings up a model that doesn't pass the eye test, yeah, I'm kind of finding it strange. And you have gone into you have asked the people involved, or you've asked someone who was involved, and he's given you the information. But we're still not quite sure about Opta's model this season. But yeah, I mean Opta's XG model. Most people who use apps on their phone, um, like FotMob. Um, yeah. Who scored? Um, Sofa score? No, so you don't get XG on Sofa score, do you? But um, yeah. maybe people use Fancy Football Scout as well if they use that for the for the FPL as well. Um, yeah. All the data there comes from Opta, and so they're the main, you know, the most common supplier to the apps. Um, the only place you use it. Yeah. yeah, the only place you get the the stats bomb data is on FB Ref, and if you like, you know, you can't really use FB Ref on your phone, can you? So, um, no. so. Um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a strange one because Interopter is so commonplace and they've got this new improved model, but there definitely seems to be something to do with the proximity of the the goalkeeper to, to the to the shooter. If the, if the goalkeeper's really close, then they seem to be really suppressing the shot values down. Um, yeah. 
even if it's like in the six yard box and things like that. So, I, so I, like I the, Nunes, the Nunes ones against Fulham, the Bobby ones in this game, whereas the Salah ones in this game have got high values because for one of them, he's there's no keeper there. So that's that's their argument, yeah. Yeah, although for in this game, Salah's second chance, um, Opta only gave it 0.3, uh, you know, which I think, again, yeah. I think, wow, that's a bit low. <laughs> Yeah, test, but we we will see as the season develops. So, yeah, the more... so, the... so what was the range then? You said the lowest was Opta three point. Yeah, the lowest was Opta at three point three two, but then Statsbomb have only got three point four. So, and then the highest was Understat with four point eight six and five yeah. five thirty eight at four point five. So the average was four to zero point three, which again is is like the Leeds level last season. Um, in is, the that, is that the highest average you've ever had across all the models in your, in your, since you've been collecting? Well, 4.1 4. was the highest. Leeds in, away. In the Leeds at home. Uh, we had four Leeds away last season, so we did like playing Leeds last season. Um, but yeah, well, A couple of Leicester games we've had really played before, four. haven't we, as well? We have. We have. And I don't think, I can't remember us ever having a, a 4.68 one, which is what the understat difference was. Um, and on the 538 models, a 4.3 difference is absolutely ridiculous and off the scale. Uh, I think Bayern Munich have had a couple over five PSG, um, but yeah, it's rare, as is a 9 0. Mm. And also, Dan, there's one stat that you posted on Twitter about our set pieces. Uh, do, do you want to say it? Cause oh, you... no, we'll come up to that. Well, yeah, we'll do, we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll do that as we go through the pods. Okay. We'll, we'll save it for the, the, the bit. For the goals, but, yeah. Um, I, did some, I did some looking in, guys, to um, um, understat digging into the, you know, just just because this this is our high, this is our highest ever match figure on understat, isn't it, Rosie? 4.86. That you've got. Definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. I mean, the previous highest would have probably been about 4.3 or 4.4, something like that. Yeah, um, I, think, I think Man City had a five point something against. Yeah, that's what I'm going to ask you guys, right? How often, right? And I, this is going in the last since the start of the 17 18 season, right? How often has a team had a non penalty XG over five or actually higher than ours, basically? So this it's five and a bit seasons now? Yeah, I'd say three. You're talking Premier League, Dan? Premier yeah. League. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd say it was under five. It's it's actually six. Good guesses though. Oh. So the highest the highest is Man City against Watford. That was oh. the eight. Is that the eight 0 Six point eight three. Yeah, with that they had one pen in there as well. Um, so yeah, so right. it was five point eight eight against Watford at home. That's the highest ever XG in the Premier League, and on under stat. Next one was Man City against Palace, um, seventeen eighteen season. That was five point seven seven. And then there was a game which City played immediately after lockdown was lifted at Brighton, and they won five nil. So yeah. that was five point six five. Now this was a the next one on the list was this was absolutely I I had no recollection of this this game at all. It's absolute madness as well. It's Aston Villa three, Palace nil. Five Villa racked up five point one seven expected goals right. Wow. And the m- most incredible thing is that they had Tyrone Ming sent off on forty one minutes. What? What? What season is that, Dad? Uh, 1920. 1920? No, 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 20, 2021. 2021. Uh, I think it was at the start of 2021 season, maybe around the time, where after, maybe the 7-2, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, they had 5.17, and they had a man sent off after 41 minutes. That's just not... Did you have three men sent off before the 41st minute? No, Palace didn't have anybody sent off. <laughs> Jeez. That was... Um, ex- 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 Tell me that was Hodgson. 
No, well, it could have That's been. Dave Smith, wasn't it? <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave no, I mean, Palace. Oh, you mean, yeah, yeah, Palace, shit. Uh... Yeah, it would have been. Would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah, Hudson. Uh, yeah, 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 because yeah, Vieira already came in last season. Yeah. Um, and, and Jack Grealish had an re- unbelievably high. No, I'll, I'll try and find it now. And then there was two games. Um, City against Fulham at 5.01, 18-19 season. And then Chelsea against Leeds for 5.01. And that was in 2021 season. But yeah, these things don't happen very often in terms of oh. getting that level of expected oh. goals. Um yeah, so let's we, let's talk about that straight away out the out, out, straight away out the blocks, Barts. I mean, you know, six minutes in and it's two nil. I mean, it was an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal start. Do you want to talk I about? I was. It? Which one? The first? Uh, I mean, the... yeah. Just talk about that. That, that first six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> first six minutes. Uh, yeah, it was amazing start. It was kind of completely right. This, the tempo was good. I thought that. The spacing was good. They they work in the right side straight away, um, and I think it's uh, to Bobby's and then he cuts back and then puts a lovely ball onto Diaz's head to make it um, make it one nil. Um, and I think this might have been a theme for the game. That I know Sai was commenting on Diaz was taking up seemingly more central positions to receive or being goal-scoring opportunities. So that that was a header from him, which again he's he's not been great at with us, and that was a fantastic. Headed to put us one 0 up, and then the next goal is a is a good again comes down the right. It's a good move. Uh, I think Bobby takes a poor touch um, by his standards, and then uh, Elliot just bends it in the far corner, and and it and it's two. And and you're sort of like, hang on a minute, uh, what's this? Where's all this sort of come from? But it was. I think that our tempo was good. Free off. I thought we started really well. I said I thought our spacing was was right. Fab as as size already alluded to. Gave us that fulcrum. Uh, we played high, um, which I think Gomez and, and VVD allow you to do that because of the pacing behind. And yeah, it was a phenomenal first fifteen minutes. Well, went on as as it went on for the rest of the half, but it was a great start. Yeah, um, and obviously the early goal we talked about last week's side. The need for it. Yeah, we hadn't been in the lead this season, and then here we are, and two minutes in, and a pretty. A pretty tasty header, to be honest. I mean, it looks it looks simple on the TV when you watch it back, but it's actually a really good, it's a really good technique from Diaz there, isn't it? Say, yeah, decent header. It's scoring the second. It looks like he's all right in the air. Um, I was really really happy. I pointed out in the last game that um, that he made six runs into the box without as a target for the ball, and he was and uh, he's getting much at it in this game. Um, it's that is hopefully this is the thing that that coaching does. That he's it, uh, they just managed to coalesce of the street baller into a phenomenal footballer, um, and he was he was taken at really really good spots, really really good times, um, and the second goal, if you um, if you go back a bit, was actually him winning the ball back. Um, basically, as a six inside our half, and yeah, that's Gag, Gag's out game wide. Gags gave that as a press leading to shot to Diaz for the second goal. Right. There you go. Yeah, he won the ball back, uh, sprinted, sprinted over the halfway line. Two passes later, got it back uh, and, and played it out right. And then we did that. So without wanting to piss on anybody's fire here, um, we've got that Trent and Hendo both bombing on ahead of him. So they were both playing centre forward by this stage. 
And if at any moment uh, one of our players had a bad touch, which actually did happen, but thankfully the ball came to the right player so he could f- uh, ping one into the bottom corner brilliantly. But if the ball hadn't, we actually um, for the, uh, we'd, we'd taken advantage of having Fabinho and a much smarter Robbo. There was even a glance between the two of them as Hendo bombed on and that, that, uh, that Robbo tucked in alongside uh, Fab and he got just goal side of their third attacker. So we got, f- we, we got four on three at the back. Um, uh, it's wonderful to see that the, uh, the brilliance of the little kid banging one in like he did, but I also care greatly about the, the structure of the team and how the team is behind. You can't count on these, you know, the process that we have, the, we need to create this uh, foundation, this foundation solidity. That doesn't mean we've got 10 men on the ball. It means the right players just the right side at the right moments uh, when we might lose possession, when we do something risky, and we had. And it was, and, and so it was great for two reasons why, why um, when Harvey scored. It was. Did you, did you also notice, Sai, um, that I thought building on what you're saying the Robbo was tucking in a bit he was also making a lot more inside dribbles if you got what I mean so rather than going on the outside to dribble he was taking the ball and bursting through in the middle of the park which I thought was forcing Diaz to play a bit wider yeah I don't know forcing I think I think they were just they were just taking the right opportunities to 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 set spacing yeah and I just meant as in Robbo was deliberately dribbling through the middle rather than taking it and going dribbling wide and staying wide. He, I, four or five times in the first half, he dribbled straight through the middle uh, where you left but, eight. But Diaz was, was out positive. wide, which is... But yeah. Diaz was yeah. out wide, which is why he did is what I'm saying. So so they were making... Yeah. So we want the ball manoeuvred that way. One of them should be doing yeah. it, but the other one needs to be in, in the outside zone at the same time. And they were doing it at the right time, which is great. And it's just... Hopefully it's indicative of, of the extra, of coaching, of time spent together and all that stuff. Um, the, the, in possession, Robbo was a little bit more conservative in, in, in picking his moments when to bomb. And uh, actually, Trent, similarly, Trent in possession was, was uh, doing the playmaker thing. But as soon as uh, he was moving the ball forward, like if, if he was forwarding the ball onto Harvey or to uh, Mo, who was very wide... That yep. the, the fullbacks were then bombing in, so mostly Trent was bombing into the box, but from the left side, Hendo was bombing into the to the box, and Robbo was tucking around. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I thought it was a good evolution and sort of that the left side starting to work out this this tweak that we've done. So it was good. Well, that's the. I mean, I'm glad you I'm glad you started talking about Diaz there, chaps, because one one of the ones that you know we. One of the specific players that we do want to talk about, you know, that we mentioned on the Man United pod was Diaz's positioning. Um, and you said he was coming basically from too wide, um, uh, and he was and he was too far from goal almost, um, and he wasn't involved enough in the box and, and, and in build up. And um, so you can see, I put in the live show chat is his touch map in this game versus because uh, he did have a lot of touches as well in this game. Was it 60, 61 touches? Sorry, that's a lot for a wide player, isn't it? Yeah, he had loads against United as well. Um, 
But you were more in, impressed by the amount of times he was getting into the box again. I'm sure you mentioned it before the end of our, the first half. It was something like six times he'd make a, he'd made a run into the box again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He had 65 against against United. They were just way deeper. He was, he, yeah. he was, he was, he was, he was coming. Him and Bobby were coming way deeper. But and both him and Bobby were ten yards starting, ten yards higher. But also yeah. the interaction with the midfield and the fullbacks was higher. So there was always somebody high. There was always somebody in the half space. There was already somebody in the wide zone as well. Um, yeah. And then you created that little rhombus. But but whereas uh, when Thiago's playing, the, the left side eight tucks in and then frees Robbo to go. We were playing almost symmetrically. Um, we were creating the little rhombus on each side with Fab just there as the fulcrum. I like it a lot. But what I tell you, what affords that uh, affords the progression of the ball through that um, it, it is um, Virgil bringing the ball out himself instead of we, we're used to seeing Matip um, drive and carry the ball. That in this game, and I I've always thought that Virgil has the capacity to do it, and he just he he tends not to. He tends to pass rather than to. Um, carry. Uh, carry. Yeah, to carry. But in this game, he had his second most carries. His second most progressive carries um, really? since the yeah yeah yeah. Um, so he let me get the right sheet up. Yeah, he had um, uh, basically two hundred meters of of progressive distance carrying, and he averaged ninety seven last season per game. So it was mm. double, and he had ten progressive carries in this, and he and his 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 average is two a game. So he Mother took on the mantle is- much more. More of that. And just like came from that burst. I guess if you're in a role where Matip is the one doing it, you don't want to both be doing it. Although, can you alternate and the other one co- covers? But I guess if you don't want Matip covering because he's not got the pace that Virgil and Gomez have got, but obviously Gomez is lightning. So, if you've got well, both sets of space thing. Yeah, and if you've got both sets of you can do it, then that gives you variability, right? It's not always going to come yeah, from one exactly. side. Yeah, exactly. When Tiago's there, there's usually Tiago in the way. Yeah. So, you... so this way, Hendo's already scuttled off some, uh, and Fab's gone on the other side. Then there's that gap in the middle for for him to burst through. As long as Robbo is is not bombed on as well. Yeah. When Tiago's there, Robbo's already gone. And if Robbo is being a little bit more reticent, is being a little bit more pragmatic, it allows Virgil to take it. Whoever has got the most opportunity to make the, to to carry the ball, it just gives us more flexibility. Yeah. The interesting to see, sorry, is when Thiago's back, whether he plays that role higher than he did last season. So we still get that Robbo tucking in, if you get what I mean. So rather than Thiago doing what he did last season and playing staying deep, like you said, and blocking Virgil, whether he takes the mantle up and plays higher as well. Because that might be quite interesting to get that level of quality on the ball higher in the higher the pitch. So just to wrap up on Diaz, I think it's the first time on the passing networks we've seen him this season inside the width of the 18-yard box in his average position on the ball, um, and the first time we've seen him close to Bobby really. So lots of lots of good things to like about there. So we talk the next one. Next one we need to loop back on from last week. Sign you already mentioned it there is Trent. We a lot of discussion on every pod so far about. Trent's tweaked role this season um, and stuff. Um, 123 touches for Trent in this match. Phenomenal. Even more even more than, you know, he's been averaging close to 100 a game anyway. Um, but a noticeably different, like you said, I think you used the word more conservative, there, there, Si? 
for Trent? I, I said it about Robbo. Um, I, I don't think Trent was more conservative at all. I think he was in the box, if anything, a little bit too much. He was getting, he was going really, really quickly into the box. But he was, he was progressing the ball in one of two ways. He was either doing the switch, or, um, or he was playing it quickly into Robbo, uh, into uh, Mo and Harvey. Um, and then, as soon as one of them had got the ball, he was bombing past them on the inside to go and replace where you would expect Mo to be in, in basically towards the hot zone um, mm. of the penalty box. And so he was much higher than Mo for a lot of the game. So I don't mm. think he was conservative at all. I think he was just... I th- yeah, I don't. I, th- I think his touch map looks like it because, because most of his positioning was done without the ball. His high positioning was done without the ball. He was a, he was a, he was a preemptive third man runner because he'd gone before he was the the third man needed to run. Yeah, did he, for the Elliot goal, is is the furthest man forward in the box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got I've got Trent's um, uh, touch map in the in the chat as well. That's the the Bournemouth game on the left and the the the, the three previous league games on on the right. Okay, so that's that's Diaz and Trent. Um, now the big one from last week, say we talked about actually to everybody was um, was the was the was the intensity. It was the um, uh, and we we started off last week talking about the distance. We've been outrun massively, outrun in every game this season, and out sprinted as well. And I think in his pre-match press conference, um, Jurgen there was asked about you know what's the what's the biggest thing you get to change for this match, and he said I think he said energy, the energy. Um, so obviously he'd seen something as well. Um, how did we see the general performance in terms of the um, in terms of the physical side? Do you want to do you want to touch on? Have you got any numbers, Sai, um, that you can share? Well, not not really, but but quickly, I would say that the the first fifteen minutes, because the game was done at that point at two nil, we we'd won. There was no chance they were coming back. We were totally in control, totally comfortable, um, and at that point we dominated them in a physical way, in our physical way, in a way that we haven't this season. And entirely honestly, probably not for the final 20 games of last season. We kind of away from that a little bit. Um, and we put it down to, um, and maybe it's the truth, that um, what we were trying to do was manage all of the game time we were having. So we were modifying the, the intensity of our game and trying to win in a different way because we it's just physiologically impossible to do the thing that we expect. And I wonder if they just got into a bit of a rut of doing that thing over and over and over again. It was hard to break out. And suddenly the terror of, of getting your ass handed to you at Man United, that kind of embarrassed them into it. Did, did we not so, have that kind of energy in the first 20 against Palace without the goals? I, I, I think a couple of them maybe, but I know I don't think they did. I think no, we had I, a lot of possession. I don't think we had the physical intensity. I don't think it was as, it was as intense as the Bournemouth game. I, 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 I know, Dan, I don't know if you've done a papa for the Palace game, but I yeah, honestly... put it in. Oh, you have, yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was there at the start. I agree with you, Rose, and we should have paid more attention to, to your initial collection, <laughs> your assessments and stuff as well. Um, I mean... The, but as as soon as, as uh, I appreciate it, on the front foot, we might have chased them down and were pressing, but as soon as we lost the ball, we weren't running back in the same speed, yeah. the same intensity. Yeah. And, yeah. 
Yeah. And that's why you get the high numbers. And and in the two goals, the, the first two goals we scored today, one came from Fab winning the ball from a breakaway. And he yeah. just went, no. And and it interchanged with, with Trent. It was actually the it was it wasn't the first two goals, it was the second and third. And the other was was from Diaz sprinting all the way back, but not only sprinting all the way back, he then bombed all the way on the other straight up the other end. Yeah. And that's the intensity that we hadn't been showing. Yeah. But the um Salah big chance, which was a lovely team move, started again with Fab winning the ball back. Um just inside our own half and then feeding it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think I think size right. The off ball against Bournemouth was there seemed to be an intent there to set that right. You know, not concede the first goal, get a clean sheet. Uh, it, there seemed to be a lot more intensity. Whereas against Palace, I don't think yeah. off the ball was there. Uh, it, you know, you can see you can see it on the paper chart. Like Sai said, the game was over after fifteen minutes. Yeah. And there were, you know, we we did get into the red zone. You know, in, in in at the start of each half against against Bournemouth as well. But it's you know it's such a high percent seventy one percent possession game. Um, you know, but there were the the locations of the presses were good, and it was a nice structure again. To to the not as nice as what the Palace game was at nil nil. That looked like a really nice pressing performance on the face of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is um, there's there's definitely there's definitely more to like about this, and in especially in the way we 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 kept them penned in. I think. Yeah, this is the yeah. If you look at that Papa, that looks a lot like some of the games in the Championship winning season. We'd yeah. go out first fifteen minutes, absolutely yeah. blow a team away. Normally through a, you know, a set piece goal, yeah, mm. BBD header, that kind of thing, and then we'd just sit off, cruise, yeah. and then we'd come out second half, give it another fifteen yeah. to maybe mm. increase the goal difference, and then we'd sit off. And yeah. so for me, that's why I thought Saturday was more like us. I think side spot on. We haven't done that for probably twenty games uh, for a long, long time, and that, that's more the Klopp team that looked like us coming yeah. out we're going to kill you in the first 15 then we're going to cruise then we're going to get some more for goal difference then we're going to make some changes to manage in the minutes and the game's done yeah uh, and if we can get that and that's it's so good to see that off the ball and off the ball on the ball starting to work as we said with the new tweaks but on the ball to see a papa like that for me yeah i, I think we're i think we're starting to move maybe back to where we were yeah it's a good step in the right direction for sure isn't it yeah and we should do the pressing now, Rose. You didn't collect this one, so I don't know how much attention you paid to it. But you know, you obviously now you're doing the collections. I guess you watch yeah. it differently, don't you? Yeah, you do. Well, this this one was unlike the Palace, unlike the United game in in terms of we had the intensity in those periods that Phil's talking about then. But then the efficiency was really high. Yes, yeah. but we get that back. Ninety one point seven, which is the amount of. Huge sample that Gags has got now, and that we've got now ninety one point seven is. I I've never collected a game where we've had that high. No. Um, sixty four point eight in chains, which means what I the the opposite of what I was talking about against Man United. Yeah. We were doing it alone, and then this game they're doing it together. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get nearly thirty percent high value wins. So yeah, it, it's a low amount of totals in, in one hundred and eight, but. Yeah. Half of those are possession wins against, you know, and we're regaining the ball and then we work, as we've just also touched on, we're working the ball well. There's players yeah. in the right positions, the spacing's good, the roles are good. It, it all worked together and this is, that's that's the kind of game. And also you, there was the, I think it was the second goal you said that was allowed as a pressing press that led to Second and third, second and third. But also the um, own goal was a press that led to a shot as well. Gomez pressed and won it back. 
Um, but obviously, yeah. it doesn't go yeah. down. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be honest, maybe we should try and figure that and there because it definitely it was a, it definitely led to a chance, didn't it? So yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. It led to the, it led to the goal. Been, yeah, I agree with you. It should have been a press leading to a shot as well. But, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, so should the technicalities. But like you said, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the press and chain as well because, like you said, when you have you know almost two thirds of the press is in change, it, t- it tells me that when you see these things, that the pitch is more compressed and the players are closer to each other, and you know that that and they they have their position better to in in proximity to each other in order to press. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot to like there for sure. And what what you'd like to see is you know we're at home again against Newcastle. Um, who were quite a, I would say, I think they're quite a cautious side. And you'd like to think that there's, the template is there potentially to to box Newcastle and do the same to them as we did to Bournemouth. Well, one of the keys for me is, one, Henderson had 18 presses with 89% efficiency, which is high for him. It's high for him. Yeah, um, but more than that, Fabinho had 16 with 100%. So yeah. if you're, the two of you are... An, um, Elliot, Elliot was at 90% with his 11 in one half, and Carvalho was at 100% with his 13. So there you go. There's the midfield. Not conceding... Bobby, Bobby was 100% as well. Yeah, not amazing. Not conceding big chances from failed presses, yeah. which is what was discussed in the United oh, Although a lot of that as well is down to Bournemouth's lack of pace and quality. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, but there was, there was a lot to like, and we'll just finish off the press by just mentioning Fabio Carvalho. Um, because we're probably going to give him top presser, which is remarkable considering he only came on at half time. But he had the most high value wins in the team, six um, in 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 forty five minutes, and the mo- and one hundred percent efficiency. So um, and Gags, I asked Gags, and he said, "Did he like?" And he, considering this is what he's he's not even he's not even started a match for us yet, has he? he you know, it's it's very a very promising sign. To be fair, Rosie. It is, and it, but more, but again, for me, the key is the is the um, is the high level of is chains. If you're pressing in chains with a high efficiency, it's about as good as you can get, and then you get three yeah. goals from pressing. Yeah, yeah, we'll take, we'll take that all day long. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, right. So, um, should we talk about the star of the show, um, Bart, um, Bobby Firmino? Um, we 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 didn't. Um, we weren't that. We spent a lot of time talking about Bobby against Man United. All the problems with him. Some people said Bobby's performance was a product of the midfield performance. I'm I'm not totally buying that. I I think there was a lot, you know, there was a lot broken in midfield and attack. Um, yeah, complete opposite in this match. For sure, I think there's a symbiotic relationship between the midfield and forward in some respects. But I I agree with you. I don't think it's completely. I think you you can have one without the other. Should we say? Yeah. Um, I thought Sai said he played higher. I think you. I think you, he obviously was spot on. I thought he he's he's receiving. Uh, percent success was up to seventy six. Uh, this game he received nine. Uh, he received eleven progressive passes. I uh, remember he got yeah. out received last game by by Milner mm-hmm. with nine. So again, he he's there. He's you know his x xa was point four three. You know his xga one point one eight. So you know it's a two point four seven xg chain. So I thought this there was a lot of of this is Bobby. I haven't seen this Bobby. I don't know about you guys. I haven't seen this level of performance from Bobby for a while. Um, the way he was on the ball, he was high. He was, as you've quite high, highly pointed out, he was hounding. I think off the ball as well, pressing well. Um, yeah. When you put the tree in, people can see where he's targeted in terms of his pressing. But on the ball to deliver that level of 
of output in terms of receiving the ball and then turning and making, I think he's he's made three progressive passes from that and he's made three key passes as well. So to score two and get three assists in and amongst all of those um, those other stats, I think it was, I thought it was a, a very good turnaround. And one, to be honest with you, you know, 47 touches, final third touches, 29 uh, overall pass completion 67 but you know you want to it's taking risk I, I don't know whether I, I thought saw this coming I have to say no I mean and I can't recall I can't recall the last time a Liverpool player got three assists and two goals I mean that's just nuts Dan, you also mentioned it before the game how important it was for him to step up and in turn got called a Henderson apologist for doing so which is just crazy <laughs> I was I was so ecstatic that you know, I, I I was on the verge of tears when you know I I don't want to call out Bobby Firmino in public, you know, but because he's such a legend, I absolutely loved him so many years, and then for them to for him to just respond with a performance like that was just it's just magic. Oh, it's, it's it's phenomenal. Look at his target in there. His target is what Cook sent half, isn't he? Well, um, two sent half and the and the DM <laughs> and the DM. I mean, that is classic Bobby, right? That's kind of what he, <laughs> that's that's what he does, and it was. Yeah. I'm like you. He is a legend. Now I, I didn't want to. It feels bad speaking to him, but he hasn't he been great. But this was a really good Bobby performance. I mean, I mean, many years ago when it was when Bobby was at his peak, I said he was the, like the best eight in the team. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I can I guess say say he had twelve touches on in the box in sixty-seven minutes. That's got to be probably. I would say I don't think Bobby's ever had twelve touches in sixty-seven in the box in sixty-seven minutes before. Not in six he's had fifteen in a game before, but not uh, sixty-seven minutes. No chance. Yeah, it's amazing. But we had so much possession inside the box. Like it was, it it, it yeah. was great. It's great to see Bob back. It, there was a lot of luck in all of the all of the bits. <laughs> all of those bits went his way as much as possible. Let's hope it kicks him on to to some kind of. This is his baseline of of off-ball performance. Be around the areas of the pitch that you were in uh, in this game like phenomenal that's if you can if some of those things will happen occasionally brilliant um i don't want to denigrate him at all i'm i'm great i'm very happy for bobby that he got to celebrate and he gets to be lauded in this way um can i just contextualize this um his disastrous uh fall from grace um so i one of the things that i track um is uh, like minutes per 10 goals, if that makes sense, of yeah. our forwards across time, just so I can track like who's like ha- form for yeah. historically. I've got like Fowler yeah. and Torres and Sturridge and Rush and Dalglish. Um, you know, you can kind of see forms, bouts of form, right? Um, and Bobby had fallen to 3,600, no, 4,014 minutes. He took to score ten to to score um, eighty to ninety goals, four thousand and fourteen minutes. That's over. A season. That is exactly, um, and it's quite a lot. It's quite a good uh, uh, set of minutes in a season. Do you know his? Um, do you know what his fastest ten is? What? How? How quickly well, he's he got fastest, his fastest block of ten, 10 goals? Of so, but bear in mind, he got to hundred. In this game, which is phenomenal for Liverpool, it's going to be at some point in seventeen eighteen. I would go. And how in, many do you think that was? What I reckon game? it was between uh, between is between goals twenty and thirty. Yeah, okay. 
Yes. Okay. Hey. It is oh. between 20. No, 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 no. It's not. It's actually not between 20 and 30. I was going to be 30 and 40. He, that, but, yeah. but that is his second. No, 20 and 30 is, is his second best. Okay. And that was, do you know how many minutes that was? Um, half a season. 2000. Just under. So 1948, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. do you know his fastest to a hundred? Uh, his fastest ten. Is it thirty to forty? Is not that. Nope. It's ninety to a hundred. Really? Wow. wow. Oh, I suppose he's played half minutes, right? He's lost. Nineteen hundred and thirty-five. Wow. Uh, it's because of all the all yeah. the goals he banged in last season in the <clears throat> shitty cups. Yeah, and he also oh, wasn't cool. starting, was he? He was coming on a bit part. Well, yeah. he scored loads in the he scored loads at the start of the Premier League last year, didn't he? He did. He, 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 did. Yeah. he scored. He scored a big batch against rubbish teams really quickly, and then Arsenal. I can't, I, it, it, but but he got he got loads in a really small period of, a short period of time. Brilliant. And so he, he so he recovered from eighty to ninety in a whole season into the uh, ninety one to hundred in less than half a season. Jeez. So maybe he isn't done. So uh, can we also just contextualise the assists which need it? I think the first the first cross is superb for Diaz. The, the, yeah, uh, the chop and then cross. The assist is a missed control, which yeah, that's a lovely one. That, that's and, the last yeah. I was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> and then the um, and then the third is the one-two with Trent. So we again, that's not really an assist because it's no. all about the shot. But I thought his best pass of the game with a little back heel for Elliot for the. For the uh, cross to Salah for the huge big chance at Monaco. Yeah, that was lovely. That, that was that was again, that was classic Bobby. That, yeah, that was, so that, that and, was. and but for, again for the goal, he gets there ahead of the defenders from a deflection, so he reacts first and he's in the box to do it, which he wouldn't have done in the other games. And this is what we're talking about. And then he reacts quickest from the yeah, from the keeper from the Robo cross come shot from the first phase of the set piece. So all is all is on-ball contributions, the three assists and the two goals need contextualising because some of them were lucky. Some of them shouldn't really go down as an assist, but some of them were brilliant. So it, it's, 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 that's the key. He, he also wrote he, he, was in, he was in the right positions, wasn't he? Which he wasn't at yeah. United. He was yeah. in the, the right areas. Yeah. He was the trend. On yeah. the edge of the box to cross it for Diaz. In the box to score the goals. Yeah. 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 Okay. So... Lots, lots. Um, great to see Bobby back. Um, so the next one, obviously, the big, big, big topic last week amongst the fan base was the midfield performance at Old Trafford, um, and particularly, I guess, what you call the midfield emptying um, to expose the defence. Um, it's only Bournemouth, um, as we keep saying. Uh, but how did you think the midfield did throughout the full ninety minutes in this? The I... shape of the midfield and the control. I thought the I thought if you look at shape first of all, I think Fab helps us with that as we've already seen because that fulcrum. But he, I think second half he almost he almost split the two centre halves if you like to a to a three almost three at times. But he certainly made sure that he was there, making sure that they didn't they couldn't pass straight down through the middle of the of the six area, which is what was happening away at United. Mm. Um, as we've already touched on, Robbo started to help him by tucking in on the on the left. Trent, I have written down, was still a bit high, but he was doing that stuff as well on the right when needed. So there was the there, which allowed and Hendo to be fair was was a lot more 
when he wasn't doing what he, the, the attacking stuff, he was also supporting to make a almost a two pivot, if you like, when Harvey was, um, especially with Fab was on, you know, a junior Fab or baby Fab, as Cy calls him, um, was on playing instead of Harvey. I thought Hendo touched around a bit more so that allowed Fab, the junior Fab to run around a bit more as a bit. Mm. Um, but I, I genuinely thought um, the, the spacing between Fab and the centre-halves was a lot better this half, i.e. the six and the two centre-halves. I think he'd also helped out because we can play higher, if you get what I mean, because the pace was there, mm. uh, Fab to, to, to negate around that. And I thought between the three of them, they they create um, blocked the passing lanes really well. Their spacing was good. And when we went to the, a more of a two-pivot, you had a nice perfect box, defensive box. When Trent came in, Fab went over to the left a bit more, and that was a game worked quite well. So I was very pleased um, from the positioning of our, our six. Uh, it was not it was night and day for me between that and Old Trafford. Probably the best, I would say the best spacing we've had all season. Say, do you want to add anything to that? Hendo made better choices sometimes. I, I, I think we can get, just get carried away. Okay. <laughs> cool. um, can I ask you about Harvey Elliott say um, where did that left foot come from for that, for that goal it's, it's, it's a beauty he's got it we've seen it at Blackburn I've seen it once in the reserves he's got it in his, in his locker we can probably expect five or six of them for a season if if he reaches his uh, uh, his potential ceiling you can expect you'd expect fifteen of those of uh, of a Foden kind of lad. Let's let's hope he's. Uh, he, oh, you, he gets you think he could hit fifteen? You, you think he could hit fifteen goals in all comps? Not this season, yeah, but think, yeah, ceiling. No, yeah, yeah. I think I think when he's like twenty three, he probably could get fifteen goals. Yeah. Um, how two kids are talent? Here, say. He is not. He's got. Okay. He's got a left foot. And then, and, and and once every three hundred and seven times, he can touch it with the right. Okay. Is it is a question? So, who do you think was better in that role, Harvey or Baby Fab? Um, I think they did things differently. I think one, yeah, one went for goal much more than the other. I think I like them. I like them together. I think they actually uh, complement one another. Um. I I think the way our fullbacks play, it probably undermines playing the t- on the same pitch at the same time if in a midfield. Um, yeah. But I, I really like Baby Fab. I really like Baby Fab. I probably, in all honesty, I might like him a little bit more. I was going to say I I've got written down. This might be sacrilege. I actually thought Baby Fab did the role better than Elliot. If I'm being honest. That's what I've written down. Yeah. I don't know why it's sacrilege, but I love him. We've gone from junior fab no, to no. fab. Yeah, sorry, yeah. But um, the the only weird thing is with with uh, Carvalho is that you know some players it doesn't necessarily appear in the stats. So Harvey, although Cy quite rightly breaks down why he gets high XG chain that kind of thing, and he's got progressive, he's got key passes, all those kind of things to his game. Fab. Uh, Carvalho doesn't show, he's not you know he's not showing up he's not really producing he hasn't got he didn't get any progressive passes in that he didn't get key passes it's, it was similar so that kind of goes back to what Cy was saying about they played that role differently yeah so 
It was, it was just in something to just I noticed the last past couple of games when Carrillo's come up, he's not really shown up obvious numbers, even though on the eye you look at him and you go, yeah, he's picking up good positions, he's doing A, B, C, D. So I don't know, it's just something to to look at maybe. But yeah, I I preferred the way uh, Carvalho played that role. Um, so um, one thing I want to congratulate you on is that pretty much everybody was talking about the lineup and then um, what we're going to do. How's how is it, how is this going to line up? And and we said, is it, is it going to be a change of shape? Is it going to be midfield midfield three or whatever? And you said he is not going to change shape, and he didn't. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was weird. It all went it all went quiet for me. Um, did you, did you hear what I said? I said basically you 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 said um, pretty pre much he's not going to change shape, and he didn't. No, yeah, it would have been. It would have made me he had um, all these players are rehearsed at this thing. Just mm. go and do it better, and yeah, it was great. I, I, we can go back to. I, I just think we can overanalyze this. It was sensational. We won nine. We scored with our first three shots on target. Um, well, our first three shots were on target, which is which is re- remarkable given that we averaged five point four shots before our first shot on target in the game in the last ten mm. games. Like do this thing. We were incredibly efficient. Lots of luck went our way. But does it matter? Let's just enjoy that. We scored nine goals. Come on! In lots of different ways, we got we got a couple of uh, we got a, a thunder bastard. We've got um, a, a couple of beautiful bits of skill. Of of we scored lots of low percentage goals and corners and an own goal and a deflection went our way and. We scored nine, amazing, and and we kept them from creating absolutely anything. We well, we have to ask this because um, almost immediately after the match, people were asking in the channel, UP channel, um, have we now used up all our looks for the season? Um, <laughs> you know, a bit like the Palace game that time where we won seven nil, and we, we every shot was every goal was a screamer. Um, but Rosie, I guess the most important thing mm-hmm. here is on the on the United pod, we we said that in you know every match this season so far, the three matches. Plus the tail end of last season, we've probably been on a seven or eight game sequence of n- not great luck, not that getting rubbed with the green, and we went through it all, didn't we? We did, and it always worries me. And I, I know we never scored nine before, but it it does. But then we also missed two big chance, huge big chances, and we've now got the highest non penalty xG in the league with eleven. Um, we've got the second highest second highest non penalty xG difference. Yeah. Um, Exactly the same actual goal difference as as Man City, and it's taken till game four for those three things to happen. Um, we have conceded four point three five non penalty xga, which is about fifth, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've conceded we're conceding two point three big chances a game still on average, and mm-hmm. we conceded four in a row for two consecutive games. So that that's the thing that needs to improve. And in this game, yes, we scored nine but we prevent the opposition from doing anything. And I'd rather we did that, we had three big chances and scored one of them. Yeah. But just just on back to the look, I guess the the, the, the obvious one was the, first of all, there was the Bobby um, miscontrol going to Harvey for the goal, first goal. And then there was the big deflection for the for the fourth goal, wasn't there, off the... Yeah. Um, um, off, off the Fulham defender, and it looped, yeah. and he just looped up like kindly again. That was another bounce of the ball there kind of thing. It was. Um, any, any, any it's, other? It's frustrating. You want? They were always, the main two, weren't they? Were the main two kind of fortunate ones, weren't they? I think. Uh, the OG you, was. You want, yeah, and the OG, but I guess Diaz is getting on the end of it if he misses it. Yeah, he's offside, though, isn't he? 
Yeah, yeah that's a brilliant ball. Like, I mean, oh, she, I know, but I'm just in terms yeah. of luck, it's luck that it hit defender and it went in because if it hadn't hit the defender, there's also had a stonewall penalty turned down from Carvalho. Yeah, yeah, again, in this game, yes, there was an element of luck in getting nine. We had, well, as we've talked about, we had four XG, so about four or five goals is 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 yeah. the actual norm. But then you flip it round and we missed what Mo missed a point nine and a point four was it? Well, can I just say we can just say it's the highest shot for her I, don't, I think I've ever seen on understat point nine seven. Yeah, it's it's just, uh, and he, he, but he was when you look at it from side on, he was literally underneath the crossbar. Yeah, point nine six nine eight two four three. I love it. Well, it's the anti- the anti- I know Darth anti- loves it. I know Darth. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I understand. That. But, um, and his other one is—is is it the the one from? Oh, a beautiful through ball. He controls it amazingly with his right foot, and then six. Yeah, point five eight six. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So he, normally he scores one of them, doesn't he? You know. Oh, he scores them both normally, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it's just Matt. You just never thought you'd see the day where you, you, Liverpool score nine goals and he doesn't get a single goal or assist. It's just mind-boggling, especially after that move for the point nine one. That is a that is a great team move. It's yeah. Bobby Bobby back here. Elliot pulls it across and, and Mo's there. You think going in, and that's would that be four at that time? I think four or three. Well, let's just yeah. look at it across the league. Man City have scored thirteen from nine point five. Arsenal have scored 11.8 from 8.6, and we've scored 13 from 11. You know, let's. It's, yeah. There's nothing in that. No, it's, as you say, though, Rose, it's the other end, isn't it? We've got to start regressing that. It is that. It's 2.3 big chances a game as the average, and that's bad. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. It's just, I guess the, I guess the lesson is uh, trying to bring back, the, come back to your first year students again, Bart, is, is, the, is the way that the variance occurs has just been maddening this season, hasn't it? It's been, it's been over, over a four game sample now, most things are kind of looking normal, apart from the big chances conceded. But the, the, the way to get to this position is just, you just can't make it up, can you? Because it's just the crazy sport that is, that is football. Exactly. It's. I mean, it, the summer size is too small to run. It'd be interesting to see what points it would come out with with the amount of uh, XG and XG. You know what I mean? It'd be interesting to see yeah. what would come out as a result. But um, no, and that's where I said you got to come back to KPIs. What are you doing? And I think in yeah. this game, we hit that We hit that mark. In the other games, I think it's been areas. But then even as, as Cy rightly said in previous two pods, you know, Nunes scores the first two at Palace, so that's a different game. We win that game. You know, Fulham, again, there was chances to win that at the end. And even United, I know it wasn't a great performance, but we had chances. One dead chance into his own player. He's, yeah, or Nunez puts, uh, Diaz, sorry, puts one in. So get a point. Do you know what I mean? So the, there is another world in which we come through this period and we've actually only dropped two points. Well, uh, understandable. Well. Hit, hit the target. 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 I, hit the target. I, I, hit the, I can't say it more often. Hit the target, then we'll score some goals. Then we'll get better game state. Then we won't get caught on the break because we are pushing so much. Hit the fucking target. Yeah. So eight, eight, eight goals from five point five post shot. Sorry, in this game. There was five point. Yeah. Through the quality of our shooting, eight goals from five point five. Yeah, it was great. Um, by we, the way, um, um, we at one point we had five goals from one point seven xg, and point nine of that was Mo's miss. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, in answer to your question, Bart, um, understat has got on, got us on eight expected points 
obviously we've actually got five. So there you go. Yeah. And I think that's right. I think that's. I think just that's, that's probably about right. Yeah. I think I think United us getting beat United's right. You know, I think that's yeah. pretty right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I thought um, we, should, we should have won one of the other two. Um, yeah. Darren, we need to come on to the set pieces, mate. Come on. Oh, set pieces. Yeah. So. Last season, we had the most set pieces in the league in in, in a Premier League season's history. We had 5.7 per game. I think it was about 220 set piece shots we had in total. Um, we scored 19 set play goals, which is one every other game. And then the first two games this season, we had four shots total from set plays, four. So, you know, based on last season, we should have been having uh, almost 12 shots instead of four and no goals obviously and then we score we had eight shots from set plays against united with one goal most most goal and then uh, another seven in this game uh with three three goals so overall now we're back up at you know almost five just under five shots a game from set plays and, and with four goals already so bad news there is that we're probably slightly hot on set plays and we're not actually going to score a set play now for a good few games but uh we shall see we don't you know such as the way the crazy variance works you, you know you wouldn't bet you wouldn't bet against it but um i did want to um i did want to um look at just on virgil's expected goals rosie i looked at this just as, as a preparation as he scored again and he's his, his career Average his career is fourteen goals for Liverpool from ten point five expected. That's not bad. Yeah, it's that's an interesting conversation. But you put his um oh shot locus, his shot I'll, put it, I'll put it in the I'll put it in the live yeah, show chat. It's, it's just it's, and it's, it's so like this. I think this comes back to some of the stuff analysis that Phil did um last season on the set pieces and how our set pieces work because it just seems that's that's where he headers it from, isn't it? <laughs> we, work, we work it, so we, that's where he's getting his headers. Although in this game, Dan, I think it was Tavernier or someone who was like who's five ten or something, five eleven. <laughs> as stats, as as uh, says, Virgil's got a fifty p head again. <laughs> yeah, he, he should score more. I mean, what did you say there? He's got a fourteen xg. 14, he's got 10. 14, 14, No, fourteen. The other way around. Fourteen goals from ten point five xg. That's not a fifty p heads numbers. Nah. But then he is through that analysis. He's often used as not the the goal scorer, if you like. He's because well, he how many how many men does it take to? I mean, he beat, to mark he had, him, yeah, yeah. He had three men on him for the for the goal he scored, and he yeah. still scored it. Yeah, but he, often he's he's there to knock it into an area as well. Yeah, we, we play off him as well, which is a phenomenal thing. But when Canate was in the side as well, we had a pair of them in the box. Yeah. Um. But no, I think that's that's great work. All out, all, all out swingers again. In this match, Rose yeah, yeah, it was. I, I noted that a uh, little bit of change of tactic. That, but no, yeah, the Diaz one was an in swinger, wasn't it? It was Simicass. Uh, oh, yeah, from the left, was it was, he, yeah, okay. yeah, it was, it was actually, yeah. So, two, okay, two, from my, my two innies, one out, two innies, one outy, yeah, yeah. Be interesting to see if we, oh, that, we could do a map of you know, when he wins the header in the in the opposition block attacking there and see what develops from that because mm. you've got a map there, that's just his goal scored, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting. Yeah. You could do one for when he's one ahead. No, you I, this, I might have a look at that. These, these, will only, these will only be his shots, unfortunately. Yeah. I understand. Mm, but yeah, it's one of those. Mm. Um, sorry, do you want to come in on that? Do you want to score? Do you, do you have the last word to you on? Um, was 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 Fab Fab Baby Fab's goal the highlight of the match? Highlight? Uh, it was all magnificent. Uh, it, but it was great to see for sure. Um, it was by design. I love the the process and the outcome 
um, when when those uh, situations manifest after uh, they're obviously um, rehearsed and training. I mean, switch brilliant from from Samikas. Samikas is just quality on the ball. He really is. Like the that the, was a filthy layoff. Uh, that was yeah. yeah. But the myth of Fabio Aurelio. The the stuff that Fabio Radio is is uh, is the way he's talked about is like his fucking Pele or something. Um, <laughs> he, he did some nice stuff occasionally, but Jesus Christ, I don't know where it came from. I think it's the Anfield. He's he's got this legendary status. Um, he was nice. He, he had he had very nice technique. Samikas has some very very similar technique. If not, I think it's probably a little bit better. It's definitely better with in distribution. Um, and it was a phenomenal first touch. But Robert would have would have one hundred percent tried to pull it across the box, shinned it maybe, but he would have definitely tried to pull it across the box, and and Samikas just picked out Fab, uh, who was expecting it, and slotted it in the bottom corner with a great half. Mm. My my highlights down were Fab winning the ball back twice and us scoring or creating a big chance from it was that Simicast cushioned head cushioned ball to um, Baby Fab and the Elliot Trent shots and the Firmino back heel. Mm. Yeah, I guess, all, all I, I guess, I'm just going to go for the Trent shot because I was like, I was just like pure Alan Partridge watching. That. I just went shit, <laughs> shit. <laughs> he was one of those ones, and you just watch it. And you fucking hell, fucking hell! Did you see that? Yeah, but Dan, don't we hate it when fans go shoot? <laughs> and that might be uh, the first time I've heard the Anfield crowd doing it for a while, but they did yeah. it, and it worked. Oh, just bland it. They just bland it. It's just um, don't encourage him. Can, and, 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 you know, we were talking about process, right? Yeah. Mo Salah, 55 touches total. Fantastic. Get Salah 55 touches, you're going to win every game, right? You play. 14 in the box, 1.3 XG. Does not matter that you miss them. That is incredible. 100%. 100%. Complete yeah, 100%. opposite Isn't of it, United. It's crazy how good he was. And he and he wasn't directly involved in any of the goals. And he was, yeah. for the first 25, first 25 minutes, We by the time we were three <clears> up, he should have scored one at that point, but by the time we were three up, he he was he the, the highest. XT, he had the high. He had the highest XT in the team, I think. On the, he uh, was on terrifying the them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was killing them. He received fourteen progressive passes. I mean, yeah, we were finding him. He, he was destroying their left hand side. They left. Their and left done about that. How many times, Phil? Haven't we? Inside. How many yeah. times are we saying get the progressive passes to more and we win? System system needs to facilitate more. Exactly, yeah. and it did. In this one, and I still don't think we're we're. Uh, I don't think we've turned it anywhere near ten yet. I still think there's tweaks to this to get it to work absolutely fully functioning. Yeah. One last great stat, Dan. I don't know if we're finishing soon, but we had five different goal scorers in the first half of a competitive match for just the second time in the club's entire 130 year history. This was the first time in, since a non-league game against Higher Walton. I don't know if you know that place. In September 1892, Michael wow. Reed. Michael wow. Reed, great, great follower. But yeah, right. That was a um, rare one. That was very. That's called an outlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, can um, can we finish off, Sai, just by talking about um, um, the schedule because we are about to enter the busy period. Um, this would be a December by by any other period, wouldn't it? Now, where we've got. It's only Premier League, and it's only Premier League games, isn't it? Now until the um, no Champions League. There's, there's a couple of Champions League ones in there as well. Um, yeah. Seven games in twenty-three days, did he say? Seven and twenty-three, yeah. Fun. Um, this is where it begins. This is where we catch fire. Yeah, 
Um, how well um, positioned are we to start this block, in your opinion? Well, well, well we've known this is coming. This is not one of those surprise shit we got through the caribou. This is this has been you've been out on this since the end of last season. We know exactly the fixtures we're going to be depending here on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. But and it and it's turned out that we got the most favourable selection of those of those scheduled days. Um, let's just like this is it that that we can hope some of the lads come back from injury, uh, which will help this bit out. But at this point, we've got three midweek games in a row. We love the grind. Let's go and win this, win some bloody games. Yeah. And will you? Are you expecting to? How soon are you expecting to see some genuine rotation uh, options? I'm, I'm guessing like the only options are going to be things like Simikas and Robbo. Yeah. At this point, possibly it, when it, we get Diaz back and Nunes back. It, it's... Well, Nunes is back for the next game, isn't he? And yeah. um, so I, I would expect yeah. some of that for Everything, sure. Yeah. Yeah, next week. Yeah, um, uh, I would expect that for sure. I, I'm expecting some. I'm, I'm not expecting to see Ramsey until I don't know. Maybe oh, what am I looking at? Uh, Rangers, maybe. Um, he he might make his. It's one of those games where he makes his debut against his old team because we've got some big games coming up and you're not going to drop him into one of these right now when he's not had any kind of preseason. So, so Trent's going to... Trent's not... Trent's playing. Um, Robbo and Smeekas is... I, I think they're getting closer in time to a head-to-head battle. So well, you can, and you if, can fade... Go on. And if Matip's back, that gives the option there for rotation with Gomez as well, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, it's alongside Virgil um, doing that. One's midweek, one, one's a Premier League, and one's a Champions League centre back until Canate comes back. Whenever that is, I think probably international break after the international break. Um, and we then still know we'll, what, do we know that? Do we know what that is yet? By the way, Canate. No. They're being very secretive about it, aren't they? Yeah, it, it, but but they're not like it. It's not like it's a it's a long term thing. It's just a grade two of whatever it is. So they're looking at sometime in October. I I I I I guess I think we're going to see a repeat of some of the group stage games last year as well, where um, Virgil gets a rest as well in the Champions League, so he doesn't play some of the midweek Champions League games. But we shall see. Um, I, I just did drop it into the live stream chat as well. We talk about the system facilitating Mo. Um, yeah, he, he, he's way out ahead of everybody else in terms of his um, uh, the expected threat received from what he was doing. So that that is exactly what we should be doing as a team. Yeah. So. But yes. But, so... but also, also from from the from the the uh, attack, he also has the um, the high, the most meet, progressive meters per touch. So he's yeah. a five point six progressive meters per touch. Yeah. And, and Bobby, who is the passer, is at three. Diaz is three and a half. Um, Harvey's only five point six. Like it, he is the threat without the ball and with the ball. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do both. Let's get him on the ball and give him a chance to work it off the ball. Yeah. So anyway, we are back into the grind. UP goes back into the grind as well, um, and we will be doing double headers from now until Christmas, pretty much. 
Um, but we will be sticking to the Monday 8.30 slot, um, and we will be back next Monday for Newcastle at home and the Derby. Is it at Everton? At Everton? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, next Monday. But until then, up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.